Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights brought to you by our good friends at Training Pro. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this morning. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast. Director of Organizational Development with American Hotel Register, Miss Amy Geltner. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Sure. Well, Amy, can you share a little bit about American Hotel Register before we get too far into this to set some kind of context? Absolutely. So this is the good analogy they give everyone for American Hotel Register. So if you cut the roof off of a hotel and you turn it upside down, you shake it, everything that falls out is what we sell industry. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we do that in the hospitality industry primarily, but and beyond. So from soaps and shampoos to towels to linens to furniture, equipment, all of those things, is what we sell and distribute. So now that's hotels all over America or it's all over the world? All over the globe because a customer that goes to a Marriott in New York wants the same experience when they go to a Marriott in Singapore. So we distribute throughout the world. So now we're here to talk about uh, the leadership development program that you guys have implemented. Yeah. Now, when you're implementing a program like that, what was the rationale behind it? So leadership development absolutely helps drive long-term success. I mean, there's studies that saying just linking leadership practices to your percentage of sales, your bottom line, it can be linked to decreased turnover and um, increase in productivity. So it's a no-brainer that there's a cost to not providing leadership development. So we definitely wanted to create a program and have it here at American Hotel. Now, was that, had there not been a program previously and then you spearheaded it or had there been one before and you were just kind of tweaking it? There had not been one um, prior to myself joining. They had just started one. So there was some participants selected and the program was in its infancy. And then they said, we have this group of people and we have them starting a program. Here you go. <laughs> so from there, I got <laughs> to really be creative and and kind of create our what exists today from that. So you were kind of building it from scratch. There was some beginnings, but you had, it was kind of that you got to implement your vision. Absolutely. So kind of combining it with what they had already started, knowing what they had told participants, and then kind of took it to where my vision was. And then when you're deciding that at um, kind of a, at a strategic level, the why behind it is, you know, you mentioned there's some bottom line reasons why, but is it also um, part of the company's culture to elevate learning and leadership? And then that was also behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So American Hotel embraces it. It is kind of supported from, from the top all the way down throughout the levels of the organization. and and we spend more of our time at work sometimes than we do at home. So why not make it a really great place to be where you can grow and develop? And then you mentioned there's some specific, um, like an ROI attached to leadership development that's been established, I guess, in best practices throughout the industry. Have you started to see some of those results? Or we have. We've seen 
We've seen people that go through the program that have been elevated, either an expansion of their role or in a promotional opportunity who've really made an impact on the business through some of our strategic initiatives. And then in this case, I would imagine that even a small increase could have a large impact for the company. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of exponential. When you're when you're doing a program like this, it, it starts at the top. Is there an opportunity for people maybe at the lower levels to participate in some manner as well? We have programs that we've created that focus really kind of on that director level and the manager level, but also at the associate level. So associates that just have an interest in management, finding out what is it, I think I want to do it, uh, I want to learn more, we develop a program for that level as well. And then how did that come about? Like, Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. That was actually a project that came out of our manager level class. So we had that group bound together to determine, hey, we need, we have this gap. We want to deliver a program to our associate level. What would that program entail? What content do you think they need to know about in order to get to a manager role? Uh, because they were closest. They developed all the content. They helped deliver the program. And I helped kind of facilitate the overall program to make sure that it came came about. And then when you're implementing it at the associate level, the deliverable for the associate, like how do, how do they interact with it? It's always a blended learning approach. And we try and get people together to network because it's always a cross-functional group. We would never just do it for one specific area of the business. We pull leaders or potential leaders from all areas of the business to foster that kind of cross uh, cross department um, networking. And from there, they'll meet and do classroom sessions, but also get to do job shadowing and interviewing of the different levels above theirs. We'll have what would you do type scenarios that they need to solve, business cases, team projects, individual projects. And so a whole host of things so that it's not just and get it's very interactive and it takes a lot of commitment and engagement from the participants. Amy, this is Stone here. Where do you get all of this content? Because I mean, you, I'm sure you're very bright and very <laughs> well versed on a lot of these <laughs> domains, but you can't possibly know all of this, right? You have to source so much of this material inside and out, right? We try to do everything internally. So we've leveraged a lot of the brain power within the organization. Now, yes, I do a lot of research <laughs> and have some good outlines, but I leverage a lot of our subject matter experts and a lot of our great leaders throughout our own organization to help develop the content. So our senior leadership team has been very, very involved and has delivered sessions for me. Well, for me, that sounds like the ideal scenario. Uh, and I'm trying to envision myself in a similar role, walking down the hall in the C-suite and telling senior executive, hey, I need you to do this. Will you sit down with me? How do you? How have you been able to build a, a kind of environment where they embrace that opportunity and they're willing to invest the time and energy to, to do that? It's, it's part of our culture. American Hotel is third generation, family owned, and our owner is frequently seen sitting in the cafeteria, eating lunch with our associates, but our entire senior leadership team is just, they, they embrace learning. It's embodied in our culture. Every single um, person kind of walks around and embodies our culture. And it's, it's just kind of eminent when you're here. 
And do you have them actually involved in direct instruction or is it more mm -hmm. you're drawing the, the, the subject matter expertise out of them and then, and, and then packaging it and re-delivering? No, they actually come and deliver the session. So they're speaking directly to our leadership pro uh, program participants. They're also the ones being job shadowed a lot of the time. So it gives them deep exposure to the people in the program and some of our high potential associates, but gives those associates really a, a nice personal connection with our senior leadership team and just leaders throughout the organization. And then the information flow regarding the content that you want to provide in your curricula. So now if they're that involved in the program, I would think they've got ideas on that and they're going to at least have an open mind to entertaining ideas that, that flow from the other sources. Is that accurate? Yep, absolutely. Works both ways. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are some of the challenges? You mentioned that your, your company uh, works globally. Is there any challenges dealing with a global workforce when it comes to this? Oh, sure. First of all, I mean, just time zone differences. So if we are partnering on delivering, say, presentation skills to our you know, partners in EMEA, I better get here super early so that it's at the end of their workday and that they <laughs> still have time to digest the information. So time zone differences, just cultural differences, language differences, all of those things are, are challenges. But we've been able to navigate those so far. And it's been exciting to go global. Now, I would imagine cultural differences would have to come into play. Like in some cultures, maybe a leader behaves differently than they do in a different culture. How do you kind mm -hmm. of make that translation? Our leadership development programs here haven't really expanded. We've done kind of soft skill training and other competency development training and offerings. Um, but the leadership development is usually handled at the local level where they can leverage some of our content if they want. But it's because of those cultural differences and just differences in approach um, in leadership that then locally they kind of finesse. Now, so far, since you've been implementing this, do you have any stories you can share of maybe some uh, person that's really uh, gotten a lot out of the program or has risen to the occasion or some unintended things that have occurred? Sure. So without, well, we won't say any names, but we'll, yeah. one particular uh, participant was in the manager level program and wholeheartedly 100% engaged. Dove right in, did every assignment, really kind of went above and beyond, um, was asking for, you know, kind of like a sponge, anything else you can give me, what else can I do? And just was one of the kind of stellar participants in that regard and got a lot out of it. So at the end of the program, um, we said, okay, what, what was the kind of your biggest takeaway? What did you, what did you appreciate about being a participant in the leadership development program? And he said, a, it was, I have more relationships across the business than I ever thought I would. I thought I could, I could call up. I'm, you know, not in this area of the company, and I could call a manager who's in this opposite area of the company across the United States for me just to have a leader-to-leader -leader conversation about how I'm doing with a, an associate. And I got her input, and I was able to have a really good discussion with my associate just because I was able to have that peer-level connection. He was able to get an expansion of role 
after the after he completed the program and he had kind of more responsibility in these additional special projects um, that came out of it because of a his cross-functional exposure, his development and work on himself, um, and and being able to kind of promote uh, some of the the good qualities that he had. So that was kind of a good success story. It makes you makes you feel good as a facilitator of a program. So uh, tell us a little bit about assessment, if if any, that you tend to employ on the front end, the back end. Have, have you found that that kind of greases the skids and really helps facilitate this whole process? Yep, that's another big takeaway. So one one's, you know, kind of big focus of our programs is self-awareness. And in order to get some of that self-awareness, we partner with an outside organization um, to help deliver some assessments for all of our programs. So some levels, the program will do um, 360-degree reviews, and those are super valuable where, you know, you self-assess, your boss assesses you, you've got peer-level assessment as well as direct report-level assessment, and they're all giving you feedback. And it's great, great to understand kind of where you see yourself and then how others view you. So we always incorporate a 360-degree review. And then we also couple that with the Myers-Briggs you know, type indicator, which is uh, a personality assessment and personality style. So you kind of understand, in turn, you know, from a self awareness perspective, how how you behave, what your tendencies are, and how that couples with maybe the perceptions that are formed in the three hundred and sixty degree review. And then, in certain levels of of the program, we'll also implement an emotional intelligence. So. We'll take the emotional intelligence and that self-awareness piece with the Myers-Briggs personality as well as the 360. So you get a really robust assessment of yourself, your qualities, your characteristics. And then the part, the company that we partner with to help ad- administer those assessments comes in and helps each participant in a coaching session delineate down what are the themes that we're seeing, what are the areas of opportunity, and what are the areas of strength. And then from that, they develop their individual development plans. So it's it's a really robust look and, and assessment of yourself to determine kind of what areas that you want to work on as part of this program and as part of your individual development. I don't know, Amy, that sounds dangerously close to personal accountability to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> no, I think that's fantastic. And what a marvelous foundation that must set for the learner, taking some real responsibility for their own learning and being equipped to fully capitalize on everything that you're that you're providing. That's uh yeah, that is marvelous. What do you like the most about this? What do you find the most rewarding about uh, getting a chance to do this every day? Watching the aha moments at various moments of the program, at various stages for various participants at different times. Any time that I can make someone a better professional, period, for anything that we share or provide or facilitate, that is success to me. So watching an aha moment because they have connected with a senior leader on some level that they hadn't and built a relationship they hadn't had before. Learning something in the class, we're like, I'm going to use that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Or I have done all these assessments and I've never realized X about my personality and I'm working on it and here's my plan to do that. Those aha moments happen all throughout the program at various times. um, And that that's 
the biggest reward for me is seeing those. Now, can you share some maybe best practices for the different constituents? Like what would be a best practice if um, somebody going through the program wanted to get the most out of it? What are some of the things they could do to, to get the most out of a leadership program? So 100% engage um, with all the various things that we'll offer to them. So we aren't policing, we're not babysitting, they're all adults, they're in the program. And as long as they put in the effort, they'll get you know a lot out of it. So some of the things that they can do is at the beginning of every class session, we facilitate a fun, quick team building exercise. Now, a lot of people go, oh, team building, but we do ones that aren't pokey, ones that aren't cheesy, and all the participants are like, okay, I like your team building session. <laughs> uh, but it really, if you take it for what it is and really learn to extend yourself and connect with somebody else, the groups have gelled really quickly just by hosting some of these little things. So if they just, you know, go in it with, I am here to learn, absorb, and make connections, then they'll get a lot out of it. So if they leverage that, if they take the assignments that we give, they get assignments after every classroom session that they have to do, um, and they, again, wholeheartedly embrace them and say, okay, how can I take this and apply it to my everyday? They're only going to become a better leader for it. So only helping themselves if they do that 100% engagement with all the various activities that they'll be exposed to and have have the opportunity to leverage as part of these programs. Now, what about from the standpoint of leadership, when they're thinking about doing this and implementing it, what are some of the best practices they can do from, you know, when they're kind of leading the entire program? So they all the assignments are action assignments. So nothing is, oh, I'm going to sit and there might be some reflection part of it, but there's always a, okay, go test this out in the real world. You are all in leadership roles or you're viewed as a leader. So this action assignment is something that you have to actually do. Um, so they, they all have to kind of do these actionable implementations throughout the program. Amy, back in the day when I had something much more like a, a real job, I had <laughs> an opportunity to participate in, in various training programs. And I can remember, I almost always initially felt a little bit exposed. And I, I know, and I really appreciate this, you know, this action-oriented approach, but I can tell you, in some cases, I felt exposed. In all cases, I felt exposed initially. And I know that in some uh, of those training sessions, very quickly, I just felt like it was a very safe environment mm -hmm. to practice my skills. And in other cases, I didn't feel that same level of safety and, and comfort. And I don't know what they did differently, but you may. I just wonder if there aren't some, some things that, that we can do, leadership can do, trainers can do to make it truly a safe place to practice new, new skills. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about that from the get-go. Senior leadership teams in the room to welcome all the the pro, you know the uh, participants during our kickoff. And in that kickoff, the first thing we do is a icebreaker activity. And one of the things that we cap it off with is say, "This is an environment to learn. It's safe. Anything that says is said within these four walls with this team, because we're all leaders, we expect that." Um, we all treat it as such. And you 
you don't leave this in this room and speak about anything that might be confidential that we talk about in here as a leadership team. And so you kind of can see all the participants go, oh, you know, it's that, <laughs> you know, relief and okay, so we can just have some open, honest, good conversations, learn from each other, knowing that it's completely safe. And we just foster that and remind them every time we get together. Well, I'll tell you my experience when that has happened, uh, when the, the person running the sessions has done that, there's there's a degree of intimacy and in, in this bond that that mm-hmm. group f- formed. At least that was my experience. I'm talking lifelong friends. It was it was like we all jumped on that scary roller coaster together. Right. And then we mm-hmm. got on the other end of it. And we're, it's just a different level of relationship. And, and it sounds like you can do that on purpose if, <laughs> if you invest the time and energy to do the kinds of things you're talking about up front. Yeah. Or not. At my last group, they said, I think it was the second session in, they said, can we please just hang out in this room and, and have lunch together when our program ends just to continue to network? Wow. Like, Absolutely. We will bring lunch in. We'll extend the room time and, and we'll keep the group together for every session they're out. And then I still have groups that meet for lunch that were in the very, very first program that we did. It didn't have or didn't know each other very well before before starting the program. So, well, aside, cool. aside from sleeping really well at night, knowing that you're having that kind of impact, all the way back to the early conversation you and Leah were having about ROI, Lee, imagine the ROI you're delivering for the organization when you're building groups inside an organization that are interacting at that level and have those kinds right, of... Right, especially if it's cross-functional and, you know, you're just deepening... You're, you're really... It's a cultural thing. You're, it, this yeah. becomes yep. part of the culture yep. of the company. Yep, cultural, breaking down barriers. I mean, you just got to connect people. <laughs> All right, I got to know. Because you have, you have like the coolest job on the planet, yeah. it sounds to I me do. like. <laughs> and you thoroughly enjoy... But I got I got to know the backstory. How, how do you get... How do you get to here? <laughs> okay, so my background, uh, well, I grew up in a family-owned business, so learned early on, um, you know, the value of a dollar and working hard and the, that ethic. Um, so I think growing up in that helped me. And then graduating college, I got to experience a company that was more of the navigating the bigger corporate politics and um, navigating just a larger organization, but still being able to kind of affect a subsidiary of that bigger corporation. And then when I found American Hotel Register, being a, a family-owned organization, willing to take risks, allowing people to be creative and try new things was just kind of a, a great marriage. So um, it was, if it was meant to be, <laughs> to be cliche, it was meant to be. And things happen for a reason. So I think we found each other um, at the right time and in my career as well as kind of what they were looking for. And it's it's been a fun ride so far. Can you share a little bit for the people who do not work in family-owned businesses, maybe something that's special about working in a family-owned business that maybe is different than a, a non-family-owned business? Yeah, I think it's the um, being able to feel I'm going to say it like love from the family members. They truly, truly care about the associates. And it's 
it's felt in our culture and it's very unique. And people say, well, describe your culture. It sounds so cool. And it, it's hard to put words to, but it all comes down to family. Um, they're, they're prominent throughout the business. They're walking around, they're involved, they're, they're so warm and they're so caring. And that I think when you hire people who embrace that as well, then it just continues to foster. Yeah, well, you're seeing, uh, we, we talked about culture a lot in this conversation and we talked about um, leadership, obviously, but how do they help um, kind of create that environment where they're encouraging this lifelong learning? Because that's part of the culture as well, it sounds like over there. How do the owners do that? Yeah, like how, did, how do you as an organization kind of encourage learning and um you know, throughout maybe in a more informal way than structured way, or do you? Kind of both. So as part of our kind of performance management process, there's always this element of personal development. And so we're always having conversations and, and trying to have more frequent conversations with our associates about what is it that you want to do? Where do you want to go? How do you want to grow? And not necessarily you have to be promoted, but how is it that you want to expand your skill set? How do you want to try new things? And we're in that culture that allows us to experiment and try new things and think outside the box. And that's embraced here. When you're given that kind of flexibility and leniency, it ends up being uh, a place that people want to stay. Well, I think we've done a pretty successful job here, Amy, of creating leadership development program envy for any of those folks out there <laughs> that maybe don't have their program off the ground yeah. yet. What, what counsel, if any, might you offer someone in a, in, a, in a similar role in an organization who is now being tasked with or is in the process of at least beginning to, to craft the concept of a leadership development program? You know, is there the Amy methodology, you know, the Amy checklist of make sure you do these things or don't do these things, getting it off the ground? Sure. Well, it doesn't take as much time and resources that everyone thinks that it does. And it can kind of be this like big behemoth. Oh my goodness, I have to develop this entire program. But I would say words of advice, it takes a village. Don't try to create it in a vacuum by yourself. Leverage the either great leaders you have in your organization or the expertise throughout your organization to help develop it. Have your top leadership support. That's critical. They'll they'll help you know, drive it, they'll help talk about it, they'll help advertise it, and then they'll help see kind of the the fruits of all of that labor. And then I just say be be creative and be flexible. Try things. If it doesn't work, adjust it. Um we kind of do constant check-ins and I say it's you know feedback's a two-way street and I can I can deliver a program I think that participants are getting a lot out of, but I, I want to hear it from them. So throughout the program we're checking in. Is this working? Are you getting what you need out of it? It's your development. We want to make sure that you're you're getting something out of it. So, you know, leverage the expertise and leadership within your organization. Be creative, be flexible, and and, and get feedback. I think you just rattled off the 12 chapters of your book on this topic. Yeah. Should I write one? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Is there a book in you on this or another topic, you think? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Well, never if you, say never, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, if you don't write a book, you know, at least turn this into an acrostic or something for us yeah. learners, right? Done. 
Now, when you uh, started this, did you start with this large vision or did you kind of beta test this in a smaller way? I'm a big picture thinker. So I think of the end goal and what, where you kind of want to go. And I would say every single program we start with that program and just get feedback along the way. And the next program seems to be a little bit better than the next program is a little bit better. And so it's just continued to build throughout the years as we've continued to roll it out. And I, I don't even know where it's going to go now. I, I keep listening to participants. So two eyes and one ear for a reason. I'm sorry, two ears and one mouth <laughs> for a reason. I listen to try and get from the participants how we can keep making it better and, and tweaking it and do a lot of research and a lot of networking and who knows where it'll go. I've got a couple of tactical questions before we wrap, because I happen to be the director of organizational development at Business Radio X <laughs> so for, for all six of us. <laughs> but I, but, I and, but there is learning to be done and that kind of thing. And, and so sometimes it does follow me because I, I married someone in the training business. Uh, <laughs> but when, when, uh, my first question is, when you're wrapping up a session, you've had some, some good, good, good learning. I, I struggle with how to kind of tie a, a bow on it. And, and, and feel like they're equipped to go out and, uh, and apply, or they're just some good best practices. I, I don't know, to help them, like let them know that they know <laughs> and encourage right. them to take some action on it on the, on the other side. Yeah, so those individual development plans that they create kind of at the onset and throughout the program, they're encouraged to continue those conversations with their managers after a lot of the relationships that they built or shadows that they've done with senior leaders, those sessions continue. They ask for informal mentors um, so they can, they can leverage that. Some of the projects that we have, we know extend beyond the program length. So we'll connect them on a project in the program, but even though the program's kind of, they're graduated, we've wrapped up the structured program, they continue on with that project. And it's, usually tied to one of our strategic initiatives. So that takes on a whole life of its own. So the learning doesn't stop with the end of the program or learning doesn't stop in the classroom. It's just kind of a continual thing. Well, and, and that's the real world when it's tied to those kinds of projects, right? So yeah, right. I like yeah. that. So my second question, actually I have a thousand, but we have time for one more. <laughs> mm-hmm. My second question is, and I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm very easily distracted by shiny objects. So run this question through that filter. But there seems to be all these cool tools and apps and different ways that you can share little chunks of information. Have you had some experience with and success with, I don't know, like, like putting pieces of the learning after the, you know, like in, uh, in audio or video or whatever and sort of to provide some reinforcement on the backside? Of, What's been your experience with that or counsel on that? Yeah, I think there's no single best way for all participants to learn. So we want to leverage as many different mediums as possible um, where we haven't in early on, we didn't experiment too much with that. Um, Now, I mean, we've got people who participants that are are traveling for a big part, part of their job. So if they're not here for a live session, we are looking at you know, Skyping them in for the parts that make sense that they can still leverage and get the content and the connection, even though it might be via video conference. Um, so we'll leverage that. We've also used a tool that was an online tool that was an assignment they did outside of class. It was really focused on 
their professional presence. So they had and were challenged in this online tool to kind of read a bunch of things about presence and authenticity. And then they had to go and do, again, action assignments from that. So they leveraged not an app, but an online learning platform to do that. And that was outside of the classroom. So I think their technology is great. And I would um, love to have a, a, you know, unlimited budget in order to leverage (laughs) some of these tools. So I think you got to kind of weigh that. But um, there's a ton of, ton of great opportunities to leverage technology as part of the program, not just face-to-face connections. Now, do you do anything at the end to celebrate them going through the program or is this just an ongoing thing that doesn't really have an end? We do. So when the kind of formal classroom sessions wrap up, we have a graduation celebration and it's something different every time. We try to do something um, outside of the box, a little fun, very memorable. Um, We've done a and, and the senior leaders all come and attend this graduation. We've had a, a cooking demo where they cooked the food that they were <laughs> that we were eating as part <laughs> yeah. of the program. We've done a scavenger hunt locally where they had to kind of take photos of their teams and then meet back for a wrap up. And so it's always something fun and extracurricular, but we do do some sort of celebration with senior leadership. Well, I feel like that kind of thing's really important. And if I'd have been on top of my game, someone would be, would be walking in your office right now with balloons, celebrating a marvelous conversation. Oh, <laughs> No, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, a, been exciting. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor, our guest today. Miss Amy Geltner with American Hotel Register and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Learning Insights. Although, 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 although we